People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, welcome to episode 33 of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Matt, as always, alongside Joe. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> what is going on, indeed? Wrestling in the background is actually fitting, because I was actually trying to watch another show, but it's not working right now. So we're watching episode 4 of the Mae Young Classic, which is not a disappointment. It's been, no, it's been a good tournament so far. I'm excited to see Shirai. Hell yes. Uh, this is the end of the first round. Uh, as they move on to, I think this was a four round tournament. So, it's gotta be something like that. Uh, as we see, uh, Rachel Evers coming out, the daughter of Paul Ellering, is uh, gonna be making her first round appearance in this. And I want to bring up this because to start the show, I want to talk about women wrestling. And unfortunately, it's it's not a good conversation that I wanted to have. The, the Mae Young Classic is great. It's, it's been really good so far. Uh-oh. But, as we talked about a few episodes ago, there are two very distinct women that have made their return to the <laughs> WWE. If you want to call it that. Yeah. Yeah. And they have done nothing but cause problems since coming back. Though the WWE would tell you otherwise, because they're getting... Very good film for their Total Divas and Total Bella show that uh, hopefully nobody watches, but apparently they do, seeing that they're on like season eight or whatever. But uh, really, I don't. I have no idea. Oh God, please I, don't! I watched like the first three episodes of season one. Don't scare me like that, man. That's a lot of seasons for something like that. Are they like half seasons? Well, either? it's E though, you know. No, okay. So this is like the, right. the Kardashians have like fifty seasons going Jesus. on. Again, I don't know if that's close, but... My head hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing yeah, wrong? Yeah, I know, mean, I know. Well... We're not on E. We're not on E. <laughs> e, sign us. <laughs> you want drama? I'll give you drama. Yeah. They're back. We're talking, of course, about Bria and Nikki Bella, the, the Bella twins. They are reaping the benefits of the, the uh, WWE Women's Evolution... And uh, that's the reason why they're back. And for the second time in three weeks, we are talking about a botched move. Well, maybe maybe third time in three weeks. <laughs> so we'll, every we'll, week. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Well, go ahead. All right. So the one that you brought to my attention from this week, uh, and as we see Cassius Ono on the screen, disappointed how big he's continuing well, to get. he's not a Bella. He's not a Bella. <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> but uh, bad news is he keeps gaining weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fat shaming here, people. But he brought to my attention that she botched it on the move. So I I, uh, I didn't watch Raw. No surprise there. Yeah, nobody watched Raw. <laughs> <laughs> but I did go on the uh, the internet and I looked it up, the Brie Bella botched move. And I got, like, a, a plethora of, of videos that were sent my way. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I found one from, from this past, uh, most recent episode of Raw. It was the Bella Twins and Natalia versus all three members of the Riot Squad in a six-woman tag team match. 
And there was a spot where Brie Bella has Liv Morgan on her knees and she is in position for the yes kicks. The yes kicks, of course, was taken from her husband, Daniel Bryan, in which he does kicks to what's supposed to be the chest area, uh, sometimes abdomen area, but usually chest. And the crowd chants yes as he does each kick. So being his wife, she sees fit to do the exact same thing. And it was kick three that you saw Liv Morgan get her get her head jacked back. And then it was kick four where you saw Liv Morgan lose consciousness. <laughs> yeah, officially concussed is what, what happened. She, she, she gained a concussion from the moves. And uh, Brie was quick to apologize multiple times backstage, apparently. And also on Twitter, wow, the people on Twitter were uh, pretty, pretty fucking brutal. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about this situation. And I, I feel like I'm going to say a lot, but <laughs> that's what happened. She, she kicked her uh, four times, and two of those were... In the head. In the head, pretty yeah. recklessly. Um, so the reason, the, let's go back. Okay. The reason I said possibly three times in three weeks is because the first time was actually three weeks ago where she nailed Zelina Vega in the face oh, no. with, uh, with her kick or a knee. I, I don't remember which, but, uh, it looked pretty brutal. Now I, right off the top of my head, I don't know. What if anything transpired from that? Yeah, I don't know if that was a botched move or not, but it looked to be, at least on on uh, on film. So with that being said, again, uh, moving forward from that point, week two of this whole situation was when she tried to do the suicide dive on Raw and caught herself in the ropes and damn damn near like she fell dead dead flat from that. And if the competitors who were also in the ring were not there outside the ring when she fell, she probably would have fucking jacked up her neck if not broke it. Yeah. Um, which is scary. And then obviously this this third go-round uh, featuring Liv Morgan and the concussion. So many things can be said about this. And, and I get... Uh, don't get me wrong, because I think Matt and I are on the same page here. Correct me if I'm wrong, brother. But... You're you're being reckless in that ring, no matter what the reason. Yeah. If if you're doing this shit three three weeks in a row, I think it's up to the company to step in and be like, look, you need to be off TV until you get your shit straight, or at the very least, like figure out what the hell is going on. Now yeah. she did an interview with uh, I want to say Sports Illustrated. I could be wrong there. Don't quote me. But she did an interview with somebody. And uh, she with a media outlet, and she she was talking about like her coming back, and the difficulties that she's facing because her body has changed. You know, obviously she is a mom now, sure, and that does play a part. And I think a lot of people aren't uh, taking that into consideration. Now I'm not sticking up for Brie Bella here, right. not in the least bit, but that is a fact of life. You have a child, your body changes. Mm -hmm. So she's coming into the ring, I think she said approximately like 10 pounds heavier. And that does change your momentum and everything in the ring. Again, I'm not sticking up for it. Right. Because 
this is now three weeks in a row. And if you know you're having issues and you know you're, you're in there making mistakes that way, the responsible thing to do is check yourself. Check yourself and say, look, I need more time yeah. to get the ring rust off. Something's I need, not right. Yeah, something's not right. And she has not done that. And that's why I'm not sticking up for her. She's clearly making a choice <laughs> to continue to perform and at what cost, you know? What cost? I mean, how many more people are... How many, how many more competitors are going to get concussed yeah. or broken noses or w- when when is she going to hurt herself, you know? Like, the company and professional wrestling in general does not need any of this to happen. Especially on the heels of an all-women's pay-per-view about a month away now. Yeah. And so you don't you don't want you don't want any of that. And and, and my, my other the other thing I'm going to say here and then I I want you to chime in. Her performances and the Bellas in general uh, performances lately just harken you back to that era of WWE women's wrestling where they were just objects and any legitimacy for entering competition just wasn't it wasn't a thing you know here we have this it's a whole different landscape that we're on when it comes to women's wrestling including and not including the WWE and uh, this company in particular just happens to be trying to put on this very important all women's pay-per-view right the first time in their history and why would you why would you want that counterculture running against you like where where they're not helping any of the integrity of the show they're just not you're you're setting back that movement years and years and years by continuing to do shit like this so where where does it stop what gives bro so i want to want to answer all this by going back again to start if my re- regulations are correct the bellas only had one match at a house show prior to making their Raw debut return, I should say. That was, I forget where it was at, but it was like a weekend house show. Then two days later, here they're, they're back on Raw. So you had one match. One match. One live match, go at it. <laughs> now, Jesus. for those who are not familiar with it, in the WWE especially, or any, any company that has a television show, in this case it's WWE, you have house shows, and house shows are there to do a couple things. One, obviously, another another way of revenue, bring in, bring in more audience. Usually you go to places that you don't go for your TV shows, smaller venues, smaller events, and all that stuff. And you also test the waters with a lot of things. It could be a rivalry. It could be a tag team. Uh, and, or in this case, it could be ring rust. Yeah. For for your competitors, you put them in there against somebody and see how they do. And if they don't do so hot, then you say, okay, we we need to go back to to the drawing board, okay. And that's not it's not something that's a get that I would say. Oh, the Bellas are just they're just terrible people or terrible wrestlers. It happens to anybody that takes time off of professional wrestling. Ric Flair said it best: "Time off is the wrestler's worst enemy." Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> you lose a lot of 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 your groove, and whether you had it or not, that's not the point here. <laughs> but 
you lose a lot of that. And I respect the fact that she comes out and says, hey, my body's changed and all that stuff. Like, look, that's fine. Congratulations on being a mother. You know, parenthood is, is, is a wonderful thing. That ain't my fucking problem at the end of the day. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, well, she had a baby. You know, I'd be more sensitive. No, fuck you. <laughs> now when she's putting people yeah, in danger. Yeah, you are... You're aware that your body's changed. You are aware that you are 10 pounds heavier, give or take. So you have to take it upon yourself to compensate for the changes. And that is the sole responsibility of Brie Bella. Nobody else's. If she can't do it, then guess what? She doesn't need to be in that ring. Because when she steps her foot in that ring, her fucking kid, with all due respect, does not matter to anything that's happening inside that ring. The fact that she's a mother means absolutely nothing when that bell rings. The only thing that matters are the people that are inside that ring with her. If she can't accept that, she needs to go. Period. Yep. If I'm booking, and I, for some reason, am, am brainwashed to bring back the Bellas, and I see this, <laughs> when, I, when I see her botch the, the suicide dives, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm laughing on the inside, of course, or away from her, <laughs> trying to be nice. But I'm also pulling her aside and say, hey, I don't know if you should be out there right now. And you're going to hurt yourself or you're going to hurt somebody else, and I can't have that. I don't care I don't care if she was a draw like Kenny Omega. If Kenny Omega comes in and he's fucking botching moves like that, Kenny, I can't have you out there. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I just can't. It is my responsibility as a booker to protect everybody that steps in foot, in foot in that ring. That works for me, period. And if that if that means I got to make the, the, the tough decision, then I got to make the tough decision. If I got to make the tough decision that, oh, we don't have the footage for Total Divas and Total Bellas or this and that, then we don't have the footage. We do something else. There's always a plan B. You're absolutely right. It is the responsibility now of WWE to say, you know what? We saw the suicide dive. I just, as you were talking, I watched the knee to Zelina Vega's face. That was that connected. It's, and and then and then now you got Liv Morgan who was concussed. Who that was that was so scary watching that because it was. You saw her head just drop the way that you would see somebody get knocked out in the ring. She just went head first, and it's just like that. That's scary. That's just that just should not happen. All because you have somebody who is incapable of paying attention to what they're doing in the ring. This has happened. Look, the the, the knee to the face, the or better yet, the kicks has nothing to do with how much weight she's gained from having a baby. Don't kick her in the face. <laughs> it, it, it's it's as black and white as that. To your point about the Bella Twins and bringing and taking a step backwards, I've been I've been saying that for a long time. Yeah, the, the, these these girls are everything that the WWE has strived to move away from. You know, it's these. I'm I'm a pretty face, so I belong here. Yeah, I'm gonna shake my booty and I'm gonna show you know this and that. You know, show you how cute we are. And not focus on the in-ring talent. Look, you could be beautiful and still be a great wrestler. You know, that's... <laughs> Tony Storm. <laughs> yeah. 
We don't play favorites here, by the way. <laughs> you know, I mean, as guys, yeah, you, we can say, oh, yeah, she, she, you know, she's attractive and she's not. Girls, you can say the same thing. But when that bell rings, what we you you know as as, as much as we find Tony Storm attractive, we can we look at it and say, it's not about that. No, it's because Tony she, Storm's a badass woman. She's got to do her job. She's she's amazing talent. Uh, just knows what she's doing in that ring, has an answer for whatever's thrown her way, and she's doing it at a super young age. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an, it's unbelievable. That's what matters. So if you are you know somebody that says, oh, I think, I think uh, AJ Styles is the hottest thing out there, physically, that's or as, as attraction goes, fine, that's awesome. But AJ Styles got to where he's at because he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Period. We were at a Black Label Pro show, their anniversary show. Happy anniversary, folks. Absolutely. Over at BLP. Re- really good card. Uh, you can catch them on Powerbomb TV when the stream works. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it. I was going to let you do it. <laughs> but That's the, the only we, crap about that streaming service. Yeah, but we, we happened to be there, and uh, we, we saw something similar with a performer by the name of Josh Bishop. The really big, hulking guy. Definitely got the looks. Uh, but still a little green in that ring. And, you know, whether he was at ringside uh, with Filthy Tom Lawler or or doing his own match, yeah. you know, part of his own match, there was there was a, uh, a couple times during the night, because he performed multiple times, right. uh, it was part of a tournament, right. where he he threw some, some very uh, reckless moves into the mix. And I got scared. I got scared for the guys in the ring, man. Like, nobody wants their fucking neck broke or, yeah. or their nose or anything, you know? And it's stuff like that. Like, after after the card, man, like, I didn't go up to him and, and say anything to him. But after the card, I would hope uh, the promoter says something like, Hey, man, you need to watch it with this, this, and this. Like, you need to work on this, this, and this. Right. Because you don't need any talent hurt. No, one, no. no one's in there trying to get hurt. It reminds me again, uh, somebody on a bigger note is uh, from Ring of Honor. Punishment Martinez is yep. a perfect example of a guy that, big dude, you know, doesn't need to prove anything as far as his strength goes, but uh, just needs needs to not just, you can't just pull moves out of anywhere. Like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't ultimate fighting where you're trying to hurt somebody. You know, this is, there's got to be some kind of choreography going on here, and Obviously, certain guys and girls lack that, and they need to get better at it. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I hate the Bellas, I don't want to see Brie Bella fall on her neck. That, remember the first the first time I saw the suicide dive, and I told you about it. Yeah. The first one, I was like, it's it's a little scary to watch. It is. And I don't want to see her fall on her neck and break her neck. I don't want to see that. Yeah, that would be fucked up. Yeah. Oh, my and, God. And she's lucky the squad were there. To, yeah, she is. <laughs> to catch her and... You know, and, and make sure she doesn't fall on her neck. The, the second one was... Uh, <laughs> I can't get over that second one, but... The point I'm trying to make is you are a danger to yourself and you are a danger to those in that ring. And whether you are a man or a woman, if you can't get better for whatever your reason is, you had a kid or you're dealing with an injury or this or that, check out the door. Check it before you come out of that ring because if you can't, then stay there. Don't come out... And put everybody else at risk. It's not fair. And 
you're going to get somebody hurt, in which somebody did get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as going back again to the women's evolution, they should never have been asked to come do this. You know, I understand WWE is all about marketing and all this shit, and their fans, their their fan base, the brainwashed ones, are going to believe, oh, they, they were really part of this. Like, we're supposed to believe, like, women like Eve Torres and <laughs> Kelly Kelly were part of this, too, because we're told that. Oh, they were—they really were putting in the work back then. No, the they weren't. They were. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's—you put those women, you start them, start them in the Mae Young Classic that we're watching right now. Again, episode four, catch on the WWE Network. Put them in in that in that type of setting. They're gonna look like a bunch of fools. They are. They can't hang with these women. No, you know? not in the least bit. I mean, at least I would say the majority of these women. Some of them are green still and, and need some work, but. You know, put put somebody like that against you know a, a Tony Storm, or you know uh, a Mia Yim that we saw in episode three. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't gonna hang with her. There's no, no way. You're gonna look like a fool. Even if you win the match, it's gonna look so ridiculous. <laughs> and this is what we're supposed to believe. Like, this is part of the evolution. No, it wasn't. I mean, it, it, I guess if it was, like it was like the very primitive part of the evolution. The part that I guess had to exist in order to get to this where we're at now, but <laughs> so they should never have been asked. I to me, if I was in their position, even if I if I have total Bellas and total Divas, I'm keeping them the farthest fuck away from my wrestling project as possible. Because what are they gonna do? They're gonna get mad and, and take their show somewhere else. Guess what? You can't. I own your show. You want a show? You do whatever the fuck I tell you. So you stay away from her show. Don't talk about wrestling other than, you know, Daniel Bryan or whatever. And then leave it at that. You know, buy a ticket. Get a free ticket. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's another side to this coin that uh, people aren't seeing. And it's I'm going to refer back to what happened earlier this year with Sammy Callahan in TNA where he botched a move. Yeah. He hit Eddie Edwards in the eye, busted his uh, orbital bone. What Sammy Callahan did was he made it work for them and the company and he turned heel. He turned heel on the situation and started to put it over that way and it worked like a charm. Yeah. Where's that? Where's that happening? Why couldn't they have had the hindsight to do that here. Oh, wait, I know why. Because it's the Bellas and they don't have that kind of experience. No one's in their ear telling them, you could have did this, you could have made yourself look like a fucking heel yeah, and got yourself over that way. None of that's going on. It's a damn shame. It's also at WWE. The, yeah, at the very least, they, they could have done that and, and at least got something fruitful out of the situation instead of just a concussed performer. Yeah, you know, it, it just—I'm sorry. It just—it it pains me to no end. And for those who have uh, followed our show for for the, this entire time, again, thank you. But yes. we've we've also talked about the Sammy Callahan situation quite a bit, and uh, in, in previous months, I don't want anybody out there coming after us and saying, "Why is it okay for Sammy Callahan to botch a move and not Brie Bella?" And it's not. It's not. It's not okay. And that's not what I'm trying to say. No, I know that. I just I just want to point this out real quick. Sammy Callahan has also been a proven 
good worker in that ring where Brie Bella has never done anything beneficial for the wrestling business. Also, what he did was not a wrestling move. And it wasn't it a was, wrestling it move. It was just a faulty swing of a baseball bat. It, it was it was a stunt gone wrong. It yeah. wasn't a it wasn't a kick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something as simple as a kick. Or a suicide dive. Yeah, a suicide dive. If you can't kick you can't kick, it's like what can you do? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why uh Brian Danielson or Daniel Ooh, bad word there. Yeah, I did. Daniel <laughs> or Daniel Bryan does those yes kicks with timing in between each kick. Is be, he's playing it safe. Yeah. You know that if he were to do it rapid fire, there's there's obviously a higher chance that someone's going to get hurt. That's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to take care of the other person in the ring. Well, I mean, think of it like like shooting a gun. You shoot a rapid fire. Uh, yeah, you, exactly. you tend to miss your target more so than you you hit. Give or take, where yes. where if you were aiming like a sniper rifle, you probably gonna hit your shot every time. I don't know much about guns, people, but I'm just saying that's that seems to be the case. Mm-hmm. Rapid fire. I, I play enough video games to know that. There you go. So, but the, the thing I found, I, I was telling my wife about this. I think like, she's because she asked me the same question. She doesn't watch wrestling. She watches a little bit here and there with me. Huge Naito fan. Uh, she's like, is that the guy with the eye? <laughs> Does the eye thing? <laughs> uh, she's adorable. I love her. But uh, I, I, I told her about about the uh, the situation. I showed her the video, and she's just she's watching too, and just in complete disgust. So she's like, why are they there? And I was like, well, you know, they're back, and this and that. She's like, no, they're, they're, she's back because her husband's back, and and she just thinks that she just she feels the need to also benefit off reap the benefits of her husband and i was like that's an interesting concept and i was like it's weird though it's weird that she does the almost exact same move set as if she's worked as long and hard as he has (laughs) and i was like it's it's like being like uh like like a a doc like you're married to a doctor and it's just like you know what you're a doctor honey I didn't go to school for that or, or do any training, but you know what? I'm a doctor now, too. Yeah. I'm going to go perform surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to oh, perform God. heart surgery, and, and everything's going to be cool. <laughs> and I'm only going to kill, you know, couple, ten people. A couple people. <laughs> <laughs> It'll you know, be all right. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, whatever. You're a doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor. That's how it works, right? <laughs> Just because you're married to a wrestler doesn't mean that it gives you the right to be a wrestler. Just because you've competed in that ring doesn't mean you're a wrestler either. Because, look, you can compete in a hundred matches if you haven't actually done actual like legit matches. It doesn't count for shit. I mean, then that's the case. Then you know what? Stephen Amell, he had a match against uh, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, he's a professional wrestler. Professional now. wrestler. Yeah, that's that's how that's all it takes. All you and I have to do is just jump in a ring one day, perform a match. We'll do the finger poke of doom. And hey, guess what? We're wrestlers. We're wrestlers. Book us. <laughs> We're accepting bookings now. If it's that easy, I, come on. It, that's there's there's no rhyme or reason to why they're back, other than the fact they're reaping the benefits of this pay per view. Because I guarantee you, when it's over, they leave and they won't come back till at the very earliest Royal Rumble to do the Women's World Rumble again, because they got to reap the benefits of women wrestling. Because they, they can't accomplish anything. So let's reap the benefits of what other women have accomplished. And again, that, that 
that's my point too. You, if if that's all they're there, if that's all they're around for, there's other ways to do this without them getting into the ring. You know, you can you can if if they worked on their mic skills, and cut a decent promo, you could have them do that from time to time. No in ring action involved. You know, yeah. and and still accomplish the same thing. Uh, we again, we're watching uh, the second year of the May Young Classic episode four, which season two, episode four, and uh, Nicole Matthews was just on the screen. Yeah, and she is being banned from America for five years for working on, I believe, an expiring or expired traveling visa, which is a shame. Because uh, she's actually uh, pretty decent. She's so, banned from America? She's banned from America for working on a, a, a bad visa. So we won't get to see her for five years. Uh, she she took to Twitter and said she's she's going to be okay. You know, she's got, uh, she's got other stuff lined up and whatnot. But it's a shame. It's a shame to see some, uh, some performer with a lot of potential just uh, not be around for five years. That <laughs> Good sucks. God. Yeah, that's a long time. But yeah, Bellas, get your shit together, please. Just leave, just leave. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, because I still have a bad taste in my mouth from the Royal Rumble, where they had to be the last. Oh, that too. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. You know, it wasn't enough that they were both in there taking two spots from people who actually have talent, but you were the last two or last last three in the ring, and it's like, come on, <sighs> go away, go have more kids. <laughs> Like, never stop having kids. You know what they should do? They should become, like, the younger version of the old Fabulous Moolah and Mae Young, where they just come come yes. out every once in a while. Yes. Do do spots. Maybe get put through a table every once in a while. You know, Have a hand yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Just do stupid yeah, shit. Do stupid shit. That's all, that's all you guys are, is just stupid shits. So, <laughs> but we got to move on. We got to move on. I'm done talking about the Bellas. All right, all right. They're, all right. they're stupid shits. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Facebook groups I'm in, one guy kept posting pictures of Ole Anderson, like shaking his head or like looking down in a detrimental way. <laughs> and he's like, "This is what Ole would think of of Brie right now. Like she's the drizzling shits. She's <laughs> the drizzling shits." I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't. I actually don't want to step away from women's wrestling yet. Let's talk more about women's wrestling a little bit here. Uh, right before we started recording, I mentioned about an article uh, in ESPN Magazine that I didn't finish reading. I was reading during work, during downtown at work. But it was about women wrestling and the fact that it's becoming a trend now that they are stepping in the ring more often with men. And they asked the question and before the article, is this a good thing or a bad thing for professional wrestling? I want to pick your brain on that and, and what's your overall reaction to to that question? Man, there's a this is a very complex situation. Really quick, b- before I give my opinion here. Yeah. Um, shouts out to David Bixon Span who writes for Deadspin Magazine or Deadspin.com. Really awesome writer in his own right, but he tends to cover professional wrestling for them. Okay, he has his own podcast uh, between between the sheets. Okay, you can find that online. 
uh, he wrote an article about the whole Brie Bella situation. A really good article over on Deadspin.com, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, but getting back to what you asked me, how do I feel about men wrestling women or vice versa? Uh, Tessa Blanchard came out recently and basically said, hey, wrestling men in professional wrestling has made me a better performer. I don't know. I don't know if that rings true for all women performers, but it is really a really interesting point of view here in this situation. Uh, I don't think you're gonna find that true with every woman wrestler, because I think more or less it's it's just wrestlers against wrestlers. The more you're in that ring, the better you're bound to be. It just you know comes with practice and time. Absolutely. I, I don't I don't know I don't know what the gender gap is when it comes to a learning curve in professional wrestling. You know, obviously, and again, I'm not I'm, I I don't say this in a detrimental way, but there are things that men can do in that ring that women can't, but also vice versa. There are things that women can do in that ring that men can't. Sure, uh, that's just a fact of life. It's not me picking on men or and or women. Yeah, it's just the science of it's, yeah, it's just the science, just science of the genders. Uh, but w- with that being said, uh, am I all for it? For the most part, yes. Uh, Jim Cornette a few months ago had brought up how putting a man against a woman in a wrestling ring is usually detrimental to the product because of the performers involved. Because a lot of the times, it's indie wrestling that does it, and... The promotions doing said things, they don't have the, the backing, the talent, or, and or the writing staff, or, or coaches, or whomever's involved, to pull it off correctly. Uh, and, but when Jim said it, I think it came off very negatively. Yeah. Um, no surprise there. No surprise there, <laughs> right. Uh, everybody has their opinion. Uh, sure. I, I kind of agree with them, but again... To me, it's not a gender issue. It's a it's a quality of wrestler issue. If you know, if you, what, I guess what I'm trying to say in in the short of it all is, whatever you put into it, you're gonna get back. The more time you put into studying and experiencing professional wrestling, the more you're going to get out of the situation, and hopefully, the better you become. Yeah. With that being said, when you have two performers in that ring, no matter their gender, it, logic would have you believe the, the the more you're experienced, the better the match is going to be. And that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter whether you're a man, woman, you know, other species. Just get, get in there, work on your chemistry, and make it happen. Uh, you and I have seen excellent man versus woman or uh, intergender matches. That's a better word for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you and I have seen really good intergender matches, and I'm sure you and I have seen really bad intergender matches. So, again, it all depends on the performers and, and the company promoting the actual match. Because you're going to get... <laughs> you're going to get those outlaw mud shows where, you know, it's... It's, it's very tricky, tricky stuff. Do you remember the... Uh, the video I posted in uh, our Facebook group, uh, 20X20 Talk, with the the luchadors. 
Yes. And I, I, I forget his name, but uh, I think it was, what, uh, like late July, early August? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a show going on. I, I don't remember the promotion. It was an indie promotion in Mexico. And this guy basically beat a, 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 a luchadora, a, a woman luchador, senseless with a fucking chair. Yeah. And he had to be, like, removed away from her to, like, knock it off. But sadly, the damage was already done. You know, she had already suffered a concussion no doubt and maybe even worse by the time he got done with her but he would not let off of her man that was scary shit to see you never want to see anything like that happen intergender or not and uh you know his license was revoked he couldn't wrestle anymore in in mexico and and you know kudos to whoever made that decision because i mean shit the way he was knocking her in the head with that chair man i I for sure thought he had, a, like, a, a good 50-50 chance of fucking killing her. So, yeah, I do remember that very very well. And uh, I don't know if there was ever any digging done to if there was any, like, bad blood there. I mean, it had to have been. Either that or this guy's just completely off, out of his fucking mind. Because I've never seen yeah, anything that like that. Yeah, that was the first for me. Like, there was, there was parts where... She's pretty much like taking herself away from the match, and he's just following. Yeah, her. he just followed her, yeah. and just <laughs> continues like almost like a, a serial killer in a movie stalking his prey, and she's like trying to get away. Uh, it it was really weird, uh, really disturbing to watch too. <clears throat> but uh, going back to the topic at hand here, you're right. It's one of those things that has a ton of gray areas right now. My personal feeling of it, if, it's going to be as as, as cliche as uh, as a lot of my answers seem to be sometimes. But it's just black <laughs> and white. It's as black and white as it is, though. It's if the match is good and they can put on a good match, book it. I, I don't care who it's. Yeah, in, you know, yeah. it, book it. The world's changing. We know that. Uh, the world has changed. We are a. It seems like a society now that has a different mindset. Especially in the way in regards to to women, and I would I would say that's a good thing, of course, and for the most part, as far as treating them more on and as with the quality, that's definitely a good part, and the, that leads to the question of where does that stop, where does that end? You know what I mean? So does it does it end when we have you know, women and men, we can't we can't have them together, and and, and you know, as as it, with our tag team, like uh, Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan, who took the Indies by storm, or as a uh, or as opponents, and you still have those people that are very uncomfortable seeing women wrestle men, uh, unless it's like something like along the lines of Oscar versus. The guy with no chin. I forget his name. The, <laughs> James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth, the intergender champion. Self self proclaimed. Yeah, self proclaimed. Yeah. And where she pretty much beat him up for the most part, or whatever. And like that's that's fine because that's that's comic relief. But when I brought this up originally before we started recording, the one of the things that I I, I mentioned was from back in April. Uh, it was Beyond Wrestling, the promotion, uh, a small independent promotion, and they do a lot of intergender matches. 
And one of the, the matches for that April show was for the WrestleMania weekend. Actually, it was the main event. Was Tony Storm versus Timothy Thatcher. And if you don't know who Timothy Thatcher is, he's about as rugged as they come. Uh, just very hard-hitting, <laughs> great technical wrestler, submission wrestler, no-nonsense guy. And a lot of you guys, a lot of you uh, people out there now know who Tony Storm is. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about her on the show. She's currently in the Mae Young Classic. Uh, again, you can check that out. They those two had an absolute war, <laughs> a bloody war. And when I say bloody, I don't mean like both of them like coming down on the face, but there was there was some botched parts, especially Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, where he he definitely got got messed up. Uh, his chest was pretty bloody. <laughs> uh, I mean, he beat the shit out of Tony, and she did the same to him. Uh, let's not forget Tony Storm. This guy's some very powerful legs. Yes, and she kicked the shit out of, <laughs> out, of, out of Timothy Thatcher. Um, very good match. If you if you, if you're looking for an example of what a good intergender match could be. That's a great example, in my opinion, and I would highly suggest seeking that match uh, on, on the internet somewhere. So it can be done. It can be done. Look, there's no doubt about it. It's there's good. There's always going to be. There's always going to be that awkwardness, you know. As we see Kyrie saying right now, she's a very small woman. You know, have her in the ring with somebody along the lines of Roman Reigns. Does that work? I, I don't know. I don't... Uh, it well, could. It could. <laughs> it's still that fine line of, of how far do we go, but you have to remember, this is a, a wrestling organization where we've pitted Rey Mysterio Jr. against Kevin Nash. Right. You know, or Big Show, <laughs> you know, in his WWE days. Guys who, you know, guys who are just completely just are outmatched by size. So I guess the, the thing for those who are kind of on the fence... The one thing you have to remember, I always have to remember, is that this is professional wrestling. There really shouldn't be any rules, period, when it comes to this kind of stuff. So long as the competitors are are, are, are comfortable with what they're doing and are, are good enough to put on the match, that goes back to my, my original answer, then, then do it, then book it. The next point, though, is how believable, you know, do we do one-off matches, or are we coming to a point in time where we could start seeing uh, women as not just a women's... How do I put this? Because we have a women's division. Let's stick with WWE for right now. You have a women's division. Stick with the main roster. You have a Raw women's champion, Smack the women's champion. Is it ever going to be plausible to see a woman compete for the Intercontinental Championship. Again, I mean, China, China's I a, a former <laughs> champion or Universal Champion or WWE Champion or US Champion. You know, do we see two women team up and say, you know, we're going to be the tag, tag team champions? Or is it always going to be the women, you have your thing, the men are going to have everything else? And I kind of sound like a feminist by saying that. Because, like, the men have all these titles to, to vie for, and you have the women, like, yeah, you can play with this belt. You can play with that belt. And I'm not saying that's how it is, 
But it leads you to, to wonder how much further are we going to go with this? Is it always going to be an independent thing, you think? Or does WWE say, you know what, that's not a bad idea. Let's do that. Well, Let's they try have, that. WWE has the, the mixed mixed tag. Mixed match challenge. The mixed match mixed match challenge. Kind of a tongue twister. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, they have that going on, and I don't watch because I, I rarely watch WWE. I just, I'm not a fan of the product. Right. But uh, I, I don't necessarily hear anything bad about that. Okay. So, I mean. You, I've seen a few matches. You not could, bad. You, yeah, you could take that for what it's worth. But it's also a tag team match. It isn't a singles match. And let's face it, those can be two very different things. Well, it's also a mixed match, mat, tag team match, and it's supposed to be men versus men, women versus women. And that's, from what the matches that I've seen, that's how it's been. So there you go. A little go. bit of cheating here and there. But, but that's but what yeah. I'm saying. Like It's it's kept very limited, right. the, the interaction between genders. And it, it's it's puzzling to me because you have a company like the WWE who obviously has an insane roster of people. Why wouldn't they try something like this? Yeah. Do it at house shows. Yeah. Do it at house shows where, where the, you know, that's your proving ground. Do it there. Test the waters, man. Have, you know, have whom, whomever against whomever. You know, Natalia versus uh, Dean Ambrose or, you know, something like that. Throw it out there. And see where it goes, and, and see what the fans' reaction is to it. And then you, you know, you do your, you you do your tinkering and your readjustments here and there. And then maybe it gets to TV if it works for you guys. But until then, yeah, unfortunately, I think it is going to be just an indie thing. Because let's face it, um, New Japan is is too steeped in tradition. Yeah. To where that's not going to happen. You barely see women. Yeah, you barely see women in the pr- promotion anyway. Usually they're your traditional... Valet. Valet. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, but, I mean, you have other promotions out in Japan where intergender isn't an issue. Right. And, and it does work for them. Like, like Black Label Pro, for example. But, <laughs> yeah. Heavyweight champion is Jordan Grace. Is a woman. Yeah, that sucks. We didn't get to see her. It she sucks, she yeah. tweaked her ankle and she couldn't do the anniversary show, uh, which sucked. But hey, get well. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? As I'm as I'm sitting, there, I'm I'm watching I'm watching the the, the May Young Classic, and you know I'm thinking about all this. You know, it'd be the the perfect ex- uh, company to. To, to to run to run with this and see see if it goes and if it works, it'd be one of those things that like we're the only company major company that's doing it. Would be Ring of Honor. If Ring of Honor did that, I think it, it kind of fits the, their their mold perfectly. They have always kind of been the the company that's not afraid to 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 test the waters when it comes to a new wave in professional wrestling. You're the current second biggest promotion in in the United States. It's perfect timing to say, you know what? Yeah, we 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 just introduced our Women of Honor Championship, but you know what? Why can't women compete against the men? Why can't women compete against uh, the the current television champion? Other than the fact that he's a terrible wrestler and Punishment <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> But of course, by the time this recording has happened, that might that might have changed. Yeah, Cause, let's cause hope. Let's hope. Uh, you know, that'd be actually be Chris Saban, so it'd be even better. To, to, yeah, that'd be great. plus plus win win for us. Um, 
but why why not why can't it happen you know we're we're in a we're in a wrestling world where you have guys who are barely you know 200 pounds winning the heavyweight title and in wwe included yeah and it's like why why put limitations you know obviously not everybody is going to be okay with that but you know what that it's going to be a risk it's going to be a risk no matter what i think if the women are okay with doing that then i i'm i'm intrigued by it. i think it works again there's plenty of examples out there that we haven't even talked about that exist to show women and men do have chemistry in that ring shouts out to beyond wrestling who this is kind of their thing. They do a lot of intergender stuff, yeah. and they do it well. Absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, the Tony Storm versus Timothy Thatcher match, I believe, was a Beyond Wrestling Yeah, match. it was Beyond Wrestling so. from WrestleMania weekend, that whole great week of wrestling. So it was a really interesting article. I, I, I really, really intrigued that ESPN did uh, did that article. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's 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 time to... To see how much further we can get, because for WWE fans, you you might be thinking like, hey, let's they just have their own pay per view, like let's let them do this first. But it's like for everybody else, it's way ahead of that. We've been doing this for a long time now. We, we yeah. know <laughs> we know what women can do inside that ring. You know, WWE, you can play with your little toy all you want, but we've already had a whole line, you know, put out <laughs> for us. We know that women are 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 very good at at this. You know th- that women are not the specialty match of the night anymore. They're not a special attraction. They're part of the show. As, as a matter of fact, only WWE specifies that it's a women's match. Only WWE does that. Mm-hmm. For somebody that's claiming to be a part of an evolution, you guys have to say. This is a women's match scheduled for one fall. Why do you have to say that? You just say it's a match. It's a match. Who cares, men or women? They, we can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We'll figure it out once they come out. But other other promotions, it just you don't hear that. It's this is a match. You know, if it's for a women's title, then yeah, then they'll say it's for you know this women's title or ladies championship or whatever. But. Uh, I think it's it's time to, to test the waters more. I think Ring of Honor is the perfect example of a company that could run with something like that to be uh, to be I guess bold enough to to do something like that on a more consistent basis. I'm not saying that now make all your women champions, but just what if you know what if you do that? What if you put them in the mix? You know, I mean TNA's kind of done that in the past, putting women in tournaments. But usually they're one and done. Mm-hmm. But you know, what if you did something like that and you put them in the finals or at least semifinals? Made them made made you legitimately believe that it could happen, and at some point actually making it happen. I the writing I think would be perfect for a company like Ring of Honor. Um, as far as women and men all together, I think it's great that we are potentially at the point to where we can separate. The two, because, you know, and I know people out there are going to be naysayers, like, oh, it's because it's it's professional wrestling, it's fake, fine, whatever. But you look at anything else that involves physicality of any kind of sport, mm-hmm. 
you know, men play with men, women play with women. And here, professional wrestling could be the 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 industry that says everybody plays together. Yeah, that blazes that trail, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely, you know. And I and I, I respect the other sports because again, we talked about the sciences of the genders, you know, and, and everything. But you know, there's there's come a point in time where we might see a, a, at the very least a female kicker or a female punter in football. Or, you know, maybe a, a female baseball player at some point, someday. That could all happen. But for professional wrestling, it's it looks like they're at the forefront of, of doing it. They're already at that glass ceiling. It's really up to them as, as, as a whole industry to make that decision and say, you know what, this is what we're going to do now. And I don't know. To me, I, I think it's time. I think, I think at least we're ready to try. Yeah, and at the very least, I think we have, uh, for the majority, we have a fan base that is ready to accept that, because I understand that's important too. If your fans don't care then, or don't want to see it, eventually you're going to have to pull the plug on it. But I think we have the fan base now that that says, you know what, there's a lot of women out there that can put on matches better than a lot of men out there. Well, give them, let them prove it. Let them prove it now. That is that is one thing that has been very uh, interesting to me. You know, I've I've watched wrestling for thirty six years now, and the change in crowds, yeah, uh, for me has been such an interesting journey. Uh, you know, obviously my, my daughter uh, usually tags along to live events uh, with with me uh, as she is a wrestling fan, and. Yeah, now more than ever are the fans uh, accepting of something like this. Yeah. So this this is the time. This is the time to test any and all waters when it comes to anything intergender. I agree. And on that note, we're going to take a small break to pay some bills, hopefully. And uh, we'll be back. We'll be back with more, so stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Ebates. Do you do online shopping at all? Excellent. If you do, you can help support the show and save some money while you purchase stuff online. Have access to over 10,000 different shops online, including major brands such as Nike, GameStop, Uber, Burger King, and just about any other online store that you can think of, including Amazon. Each purchase you make helps support the show and saves you money. Accrue enough cash back and then cash out and receive your big fat paycheck in the mail from Ebates. Take the time, support the heels, support the baby faces, support your 20 by 20 ring crew, and be like the boys. Save some money. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Ebates. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around while we pay some bills. Uh, as always, thanks for supporting the show and tuning Thank you. in. Uh, we finally got it working. We're, uh, the original show we wanted to watch, as it buffers now, <laughs> <laughs> is the uh, Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor 2018. It is their second to last pay-per-view of the year. Uh, it's going to be a good show, good weekend. Uh, with that, the, the TV taping and then... A lot of the talent that's going to be at this show is also going to be at the uh, New Japan Fighting Spirits 
Unleashed show on uh, September 30th. But uh, that's not what we're talking about. I'm just letting you know what we're watching. Support professional wrestling as always. And I wanted to stay on topic of women wrestling and why it's important to, whether it's, (laughs) whether you have a man or a woman inside that ring, they have to be competent. I think that's the the consistent thing here. Very good point, yes. (laughs) They have to be able to actually wrestle. (laughs) So... Hell in the Cell took 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 place, and <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I you know what I actually did pop it on, believe it or not. But um, and it, I'm not entirely going to beat him up. Uh, it was really late at night, and I just wanted to. I was, was going to check it out. I probably got through like half the first match before I zonked out. Zonked out. So um, I woke up sporadically here and there because I, I wasn't in bed. So usually I wake up multiple times and I, I would see a little bit here and there and it's like, I don't care about this. Um, really, really funny meme that was pointed out with the ending with the Brock Lesnar situation about McFoley and all the the bumps that he took in 1998. And then with uh, Roman Reigns and, and Braun Strowman, they get F5 one time and they're unconscious and the match is over. So... <laughs> One of the many problems I have with WWE is is shit like that. But anyways, at that show, there was a match, uh, a rematch actually from SummerSlam, if I'm not mistaken. It was Ronda Rousey. Oh boy, <laughs> defending the Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. That's that's rowdy, Ronda Rousey. Rowdy. The uh, the greatest athlete in the world, as some people would like to uh, like to say, and uh, <laughs> some people would be wrong. Yeah, what, what, however you, you view her, I mean, there's no doubt about it. She's a great athlete. She, you know, I, we've listed her her credentials in the past. You know, judo champion, UFC champion, UFC Hall of Famer, all well deserved. Not taking anything away from her. She's she's done acting. Uh, that's you know so so, but uh, professional wrestler, she <laughs> she lacks, and I've said it, and, and I don't want to be a know it all and say I told you so, but I've said it on the show, she's gonna get somebody hurt. It's gonna happen sooner than later. Mm-hmm. You guys can fact check me on that one. I said that, <laughs> <laughs> and. Monday, after Hell in a Cell, Alexa Bliss wakes up with numbness in her arm due to the match that happened the night prior where she was put in an arm bar and it was put on probably a little too uh, too intense. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I actually watched. I, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched that. <laughs> and uh, now look, now she's she's hurting, and you're you're losing you're losing a good talent and a great fucking heel just because you you're letting Ronda Rousey put arm bars on people. Yeah. Ronda Rousey, who again is a judo champion, former judo champion, former UFC champion. What does that have to do with professional wrestling? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Ronda Rousey comes from a world where when you put an arm bar on somebody. 
And again, I, okay, so here, I'm going to tell you this this little little tidbit about me. And I'm not a judo champion or UFC champion, but I do know how to put on an armbar. Okay. I was taught that at, a, at a, actually a pretty young age. And when you put it on there, this goes through any submission, really. The, the goal is to what what many would call tap or snap. And your goal is to not fuck around at all. You take that arm, you hyperextend it, and you get your opponent to tap out as soon as as soon as humanly possible, or you break the damn arm. There's no no mercy with that at all. You break the damn arm. If they're not gonna tap, you you basically in Triple H terms, you do business for them. Okay. And, <laughs> and that is what you are taught. You look at any any MMA fighter when they put on a submission move, it's snap or tap. If you if you're in a guillotine, you better tap out or you're getting choked or out. You're getting choked out. Yep. That's what's gonna happen. That's that's just the rules of submission fighting. Ronda Rousey comes from that world. And that's not her fault. She's made a great living out of it. Yeah. She became the household name that everybody loves. Because of that, congratulations. But what does that relate to professional wrestling? Nothing. Because let's look at something like an ankle lock. An ankle lock is a legit submission move that you can see in uh, MMA, but not in the terms of what you would see in WWE. Why is that? A couple of reasons. One, first and foremost, professional wrestling, again, is not real. Sorry to burst anyone's bubble out there. <laughs> And two, what, do you, what are you doing when you are in a wrestling match? What's one of the things that you are doing? Is, you know, yeah, you're entertaining, you're wrestling, you're doing this and that. You're telling a story. And when you put somebody in a submission move, you are telling the story of severe agony. You know, look at, let's go all the way back to 1997, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold, the sharpshooter. Austin's in pain. He's bleeding from his from his head. He is just screaming in pain, and then he passes out. That's storytelling. Yes, that that was great storytelling. Awesome storytelling. <laughs> the same can apply with somebody that's putting on an armbar. You're putting on an armbar on somebody, and she's doing everything she can to try to get out of it. It's not you know snap or tap. But Ronda Rousey is still in that mentality where that's just what it is. She's not trying to hurt Alexa Bliss. I don't believe that. And I don't necessarily... I do because the same... What I was going to say was I don't necessarily fault Ronda Rousey because I do because it's the same situation as Brie Bella. If you are incapable of doing the job correctly, then don't do it at all. But... To me, most of the blame goes to WWE because they put the attraction over the wrestler. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that I fought everybody about. Ronda Rousey, she brings in ESPN. She brings in these people, you know, Sports Illustrated and Forbes Magazine and this and that. Fantastic. So did Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson wasn't having fucking matches with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> you know? Oh, you just you just don't get it. This is how business works. Yeah, and then somebody gets hurt. 
somebody gets hurt, somebody who has paid the way for women's wrestling has gotten hurt. The only good thing about it, the only silver lining, is that it's not a severe injury. Yeah. That she's going to be okay. Uh, she's probably not going to miss the Evolution pay-per-view. But this is the shit that happens. <laughs> when you have a a rookie in there with seasoned veterans, you know, we see this with other sports. Look at, I don't know how familiar you are with NASCAR racing, but... With NASCAR racing, when you have the young guns with the with the seasoned vets, mm-hmm. and they tend to get lapped, and the seasoned vets are trying to get past them, the young guns don't know the etiquette of, of the sport, and it causes twenty car pileups. <laughs> it happens almost every week. <laughs> this is this is this is what happens though, and the same applies for 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 any sport. You know, you have somebody that just has no experience. Versus somebody who has experience, you see that in in everyday you know working. If you work on construction, you don't want to always work with the new guy because new guys know what he's fucking doing. You got to go back and say, hey, no, don't do that, do this. The difference is you're not competing with each other on a physical level to the point where they're gonna break your fucking arm because that easily could have happened in this. Oh yeah, in, yep. in this situation. Again, the silver linings that Alexa Bliss is going to be okay sooner. But God damn it, keep her away from Ronda Rousey from now on. Yeah. Until Ronda Rousey can prove that she can actually go in that, get in that ring and not wrestle. I, but the problem is Ronda Rousey's champion, so she has to continue to do these matches. So, the moral of the story, whether you are a male or a female or something in between, if you're going to compete in that ring, be good. <laughs> <laughs> do the job correctly. Have talent. That's all I got to say. Um, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I do want to say one thing, uh, not regard, re- involving women wrestling, but involving somebody that did the job very well throughout the course of his career. Because uh, recently he officially called it a career. And I'm talking about the uh, the broken one himself, Matt Hardy. Officially call it a yeah. career. We saw it coming. But, yeah, uh, we did, we did. Doesn't mean it makes it good news, but uh, real quick here, Matt Hardy, what's 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 his legacy to you? Wow, you know, uh, just good tag team wrestling. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, the Hardys as a team. Not really a fan of singles Hardys. I just I I think something something gets. Lost in translation, yeah. at the end of the day, when when they when they're wrestling uh, without each other, but to see them compete with a, a, a crazy amount of different teams over the course of their their careers is something to behold. Uh, it was really awesome to see them before they went back to the WWE take on the Young Bucks. Yeah. That is something uh, I thought I would never see. Yeah, amazing match. Yeah, amazing oh, match. Both of them. But you could you could tell you could tell he he wasn't the same Matt Hardy, and and you could tell it was getting harder for him to do in ring work. Yeah, and it's to my understanding that his his issues with his hip and his back trying to fuse mm-hmm. uh, to some extent. Um, it sucks, man. Uh, they're the wrestling business is definitely losing 
uh, an asset, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, it, it's it's been nice. You know, I got to I got to see them a couple different times over over my my career as a a watcher and yeah. an observer of professional wrestling. <laughs> there was one one SmackDown we're in Chicago, and uh, this was when Lita was with him. Okay. So they're coming out the back, and it was Lita's birthday. And so someone had given her a birthday cake. And so there's a bunch of fans around the, the exit. Like there were, we've got the steel barricades and there's a path in between. And him and her are leaving the building. And she, w- she, didn't, she didn't want any part of any of the fans. And like whether it be, you know, my big ass or some little girl. Like yeah. she did not want to give us the time of our day. He stopped. He stopped and shook hands and, and signed a quick few autographs before leaving the building. And I I just think overall Matt Hardy has a talent and, and a, an ambassador to professional wrestling, he's definitely gonna be missed. So my 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 youngest sister, uh the Hardys were the reason why she got into professional wrestling. Why she became a fan. Uh admittedly mainly Jeff but uh, the Hardys were always the the it thing for her. Where, wherever they went, she followed as a fan, and she always knew she would. When she hears this episode, she's gonna roll her eyes and she's like, "You kid yourself! You were the <laughs> toughest critic." And I and I was. I was a very tough critic on the Hardys because to me, for the longest time, I felt that they were one trick ponies. And for a while, I was proven right. You know, I have I love what they did for tag team wrestling in the nineties, late nineties and and two thousands. And I I could never take that away from them. They were a huge part of, you know, the the attitude era, if you will. But beyond that, beyond an era, they were a huge part of tag team wrestling. They were the last of a dying breed in WWE when it comes to tag teams. You know, and some of the matches and some of the things that they put themselves through was just absolutely amazing. And, uh, I always appreciated the creative side of Matt Hardy and he took chances that a lot of people will probably wouldn't be willing to do the, the Mattitude era. I thought it was actually good TV, you know. Uh, that it was. I love the Matt facts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matt likes bologna sandwiches. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. I like bologna sandwiches. <laughs> I don't get what this guy doing anything, but that's awesome. Uh, that was cool. Um, I remember the first time I saw Broken Matt Hardy, and I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. This will never work. <laughs> and my God, was I wrong. I love being wrong. People don't believe that, but I love being wrong because that means something outlandish has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. I love it. He understood wrestling, and I think that's what gets might get lost in translation. He understood the business. He knew how to cut promos. He knew how to work in that ring. He knew what the fans wanted for the most part, and he was willing to give it to them. And for that, you're absolutely right. You lose one of the greatest assets. So uh, for what it's worth coming from us, man, I I tip my hat to Matt Hardy. Hell of a career. Definitely going to be missed, but uh, wish him nothing but the best. 
he gets to now play the biggest role of his life, and he gets to be husband and, and, and father, uh, man, you know, Godspeed to Matt Hardy. So thank you for uh, for the decades of, of memories. So uh, that's going to do it for us. And It is. That's it. I'm calling it. I'm calling it a career for, for the week. <laughs> 33 is in the books. Uh, Facebook.com slash 20x20. Uh, catch us on our, our little group there, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Obviously on Twitter, hate tweet us at 20x20crew. Thank you again for all the following. We bumped up some followers on Twitter. and uh, oh, Thank you, thank you. Other, thank you. other podcasts are following us, man. Hey. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Instagram. Catch us on Instagram at 20x20crew. Um and of course, our home on the web is 20x20crew.com where you can find anything and everything, past episodes, and, and other other stuff there on our homepage. And as always, uh, YouTube, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube, where we do the following contest, which last week we gave you a taste for free, and then uh, you had to check out the rest of it on YouTube because it is YouTube exclusive content where we fantasy booked New Japan Pro Wrestling versus the WWE. I had a lot of fun on that episode. Oh man, so did I. Uh, we hope you did too, guys, uh, guys and gals. Uh, thank you again for listening and supporting the show. Always support professional wrestling, heels and baby faces. <laughs> you need both. Until then, we will see, see you in the, the ring. ring.